Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to the Brazilian Dragon Podcast. It's your boy, Felipe, with another episode. Today, we'll be talking about the 2008 classic, Camp Rock. And today, we have a very special guest. We have Nicole Horn, Dr. Horny, if you're nasty. Oh, my goodness. What an introduction. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here with Felipe to talk about truly one of the masterpieces of modern cinema. It is. Literally, I would give... So much credit to this movie for getting me into the Disney Channel. It's crazy that this movie came out after High School Musical because I feel like they have such different vibes, but I associate yeah. them with the same time period in my head. Yes. I feel like it was High School Musical, High School Musical 2, then this, all in like back-to-back years. Yeah, and I feel like I was too old when Camp Rock 2 came out to yeah. really still be invested. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um I definitely watched it on the Disney Channel, but like it's not something that I'm that familiar with. Except the songs do slap. We do, we have gone back and checked out the slaps in that decom, but um, yeah, no, I, I definitely Camp Rock was kind of a turning point. Like I was like you know of High School Musical, but uh, I remember being in Disney World and it was a rainy day, so we were at the hotel and they were doing Disney music trivia. I remember this vividly, and then. I, I don't remember if it was This Is Me or We Rock, but th- th- that was one of the questions and Camp Rock was the answer. And I feel like that was a turning point. And I was like, oh, let me get in on this Disney Channel game. Um, not the real Disney Channel games, obviously, but. Um, oh, that, how could we forget the Disney Channel games? Oh yes. my gosh, that was a cultural reset. It was. What team, what color team were you on? I think Miley it depends on the year. It depends on the year. It definitely but you know the one I'm thinking about in my head, though. The OG one. The OG one with, like, yes. Emily Osment and Mitchell Musso. I'm just yes. naming the whole cast of Hannah Montana. Yes. Um, I remember one Sprouse brother was a captain, but the other one wasn't. And then That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that was disrespectful. I forget who was who, but... Um, also, I remember in that one they had um, those random, like, this is my sad backstory montages in each episode for each star. And one oh was, gosh, like, yes. about how one of the twins was born, like, a whole two minutes before the other one. And it was, like, the most depressing thing of his life. Here's the thing about me. So, growing up, I was always a Cody girl rather than a Zach girl. But my taste in men is so bad, I don't know what happened. So, now you're a Zach really, girl? Yeah. Now I'm yeah. a Zach girl. Yeah. I see. I, I saw this tweet the other day that said, if you're a Zach girl, you like guys that are terrible to you. But no, I was always a Cody girl. I thought his hair was always a little bit more, you know, well-kept. He was a little yeah. smarter. I mean. But now now he's with Betty Cooper and you're like, bye, Jughead. No, they broke up today. 
I saw it, I was clicking through um, my Snapchat, uh, my Snapchat stories, and it was a top story on Cosmopolitan today. That Cole Sprouse and Lily Ryan, wait, they were dating? They got back together and then broke up. I didn't know they were actually dating. I thought they, I was just making oh, a wow. Riverdale reference. No, they dated in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, the tea that is spilt on the Brazilian dragon. I know, Love but you know it. what? When we're talking about Disney Channel stars, you know, I can just yes. get sidetracked all day. Oh, my God. Well, this movie, we can start getting into the cast. Demi Lovato, the Jonas Brothers, specifically Joe Jonas. Um, we have Megan Martin. We have Allison Stoner. This is like an iconic group. We have Anna Maria Perez de Tagle. Yes. Never heard you think that name. You ever think that you'd hear that name ever again? I did it. Well, she went, I looked her up and she's friends with Uzo Aduba and who was her maid of honor at her wedding. And then I was trying to find how they're friends, but I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how they were connected. Maybe um, Uzo Aduba did a spot on Hannah Montana. (laughs) Maybe. Speaking Maybe. of Camp Rock and who did spots, do you know who was in Camp Rock 2, the final jam? And um, I, I know us. So I know Miley Cyrus made an appearance in. No, no, no. I'm not, even, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about someone connected to the reality TV world. Oh, wow. Um, I don't. Who was it? Arissa Cox. No. Yes, she was. She was the host of the final jam. Yes. That's where Big Brother adjacent, but. Wow, I completely forgot about that. Maybe I do have to go back and rewatch Camp Rock 2. Yeah, maybe we can do a sequel eventually. Yeah. Yes. But speaking of casting decisions, when I think about Camp Rock, I think about the poster with Demi Lovato in the middle, and then it's Joe, Nick, and Kevin. But yes. rewatching this movie, uh, Nick and Kevin are like not there at all. This is the yeah. movie that's strictly about Joe, who plays Shane Gray, a troubled singer songwriter, pop musician. Yes. Um, and they keep referring to him as being the bad boy of pop music. What could he have possibly done within the confines of Disney Channel? You know, he couldn't have been like a drug addict. He couldn't have been an alcoholic. Like what? He just had a bad attitude? I, yeah, I that really didn't click with me. No, uh, I remember they're watching Hot Tunes TV in the morning. And yes. it's, he storms out of a rehearsal. And that's his bad boy moment that gets the, band, the tour canceled. I didn't realize it was because he stormed out. I was just thinking, why does going to Camp Rock make sense as a punishment for being a bad boy? But I guess because he's not, you know, messed up with drugs and alcohol, he can't go to rehab. Yeah. Um, he, but like, what, make, what is making him disconnect with the music? Uh, beats me. Maybe These are just... questions that are bigger yeah. than Camp Rock. Truly. Um, so yeah, so he's a bad boy of the group. Um, so it wasn't clear to me. We'll get back to Mitchie and her storyline, but are Connect three related? Because apparently on Wikipedia they're gray, the gray brothers, but it was never specified. Um, so they are the three of them are brothers, but they never they explicitly never mention that in the movie. I found this out by going to the Wikipedia page. Yes. That's how so, I found it out. Yeah. And yeah. so that was very confusing to me, um, considering that, like, Nick and Kevin, like, at that point, they were one of the biggest bands 
in the world. So what about those two? And they made Kevin seem very stupid in this movie. Yeah, he was the like comic relief. Yeah. But, um, how did you feel about the decision to make him the dumb dumb? I think it made sense, but like thinking about it, like Kevin must have been either engaged or he was married with a child yeah. at this time. And with that haircut, I don't know. There were just choices. Yeah, can all we around. please talk about the haircut choices? That was one of the questions. We can, we can specify it more later. But Mitchie, Demi Lovato and the Bangs. I have it written in my notes. Mitchie really owns the Bangs. I think a heavy bang looks nice on her. On yeah. Demi Lovato in general. I've never seen Demi Lovato since with Bangs. I, I don't like... think she had it in Sunny with a Chance. I feel like. Yeah. She really doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah. You know? she. I feel like maybe that was a one-time thing. Yeah, like that color of hair on her, it was like slightly red, but it yeah. was still brown at the same time. And then she went a lot darker for the second movie and for yeah. Sunny with a Chance. Yeah. Um, and then also Joe Jonas and Kevin, they have kind of the same style going on, the long slipped back, but with like the part in the front, the longer hair. Why did we as a society think that that hairstyle was okay in any form and also when shane gray gets to camp rock he's on the phone he said i need my hair products like like we were in an age where men need all these hair products that you can't use at camp rock like i don't know beats me beats me shane would not be happy in the big brother house he would not he would go first yes he'd need his hair products he got put on slop, and then he would break the slop rules by eating food in the shower. And then still he's win. Shane Gray, he would still win. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah, I thought of one of those uh, "My Plans 2020" memes. Yeah. Uh, it's Nicole or someone who won the show with the confetti, and then him with the Jackson with the confetti. Hey, I mean, we don't have to talk about Big Brother 20 because my blood pressure right now is at high levels because I just watched Camp Rock. Yes. I don't need to be any higher. Yeah, truly. Yeah. But, so we can get to it, but before we get into the movie, did you ever go to summer camp? I went to, um, it wasn't vacation Bible school, but to make your confirmation in my small town for the non-Catholics listening, non-Christians, it's basically like when you're old enough to kind of understand like the gospel and the scripture, you go back and you confirm, you make your confirmation. Yes. So to make my confirmation, I had to attend religion classes over the summertime. And so I didn't have the classic camp experience, but I do know a thing or two about singing songs, mostly praising songs. But, um, you know, we, we indulge in a little Christian rock. So maybe I do know a thing or two about camp rock. Wow, that was not what I expected to hear, but I, we love it. Yeah, no, the I've more and more been... layers that we peel back on Nicole Horn. I'm just an onion. I'm filled with yes. lots, of, um, lots of lots of acid. <laughs> Don't don't cross her. Yes. Um, but yes, so I just wanted to know your camp experience because this movie about summer camp. So yeah. Um, so it the movie begins, it's the last day of school, and so, not Sonny, Mitchie um sings uh Who Will I Be in her room, jams out, um, and then goes downstairs, they watch Hot Tunes TV. And mom, Connie, Queen Maria Canales Barrera, queen of every Latin mom sitcom on Disney Channel. Of all time. They couldn't yes. diversify themselves with other yes. actresses. They, all they need is one. Yes. We love it, though, because she's an icon. Period. Um, but 
they watch the news and Shane Gray is in trouble. And then Connie is like, I found this brochure for Camp Rock. Honey, we can't afford it. Um, and then she goes to school. She's very sad. She has this one friend that we never hear from ever again in the franchise, I believe. Never. We do not. I don't yes. even remember her name, but she got an A in AP Mandarin. So she yes. was able to, um, she says, happy summer to yes. Mitchie in a Mandarin. And I don't want to be insensitive by pronouncing how to say that incorrectly, but. Same. It's yeah. a big, it becomes a big plot point later yes. in the movie. It Surprisingly, um, this movie did more for China. Yeah. Um, than you know any sort of trade deal we've ever made with them exactly period Uh, um i do have something to say about that that early morning that she's at home um so we know that connie torres mitchie's mother is a catering woman she makes this gorgeous breakfast for mitchie she comes downstairs and as soon as her mom's like i'm sorry we can't afford to take you to camp she completely ignores her her gorgeous breakfast right in front of her that's kind of stuff always upsets me she didn't even take one bite of those eggs yeah, no. The eggs were disrespected right there. Yeah, no. Breakfast rights. Breakfast rights. I, if Connie was my mom, I would never leave a meal. No, Connie knows how to cook. She has her own catering business. Yes. And then her dad owns a hardware store, but we barely see the dad. Yeah, um, he doesn't even have um, a credit, like on Wikipedia, his name isn't even blue because he doesn't have any more credits than being in Camp Rock. Oh, no. Sad. Oh, man. Um, but... So we go off, they go to school, um, and then she gets back home immediately, resolved really quickly. They're like, oh, quick. Literally no stress. Um, it's like, I guess that's fair because we knew the title of the movie was Camp Rock, but it was so surprise. literally- surprise. You're going surprising. to Camp Rock, Mitchie. But so am I. And I'm going to cater. I'm going to be the cook. Yeah. So that's how Mitchie can afford to go to Camp Rock is if she yes. helps her mom in the catering kitchen as she feeds yeah. the hungry- ambitious exuberant characters that we meet at camp rock and in the next scene we're there we're We're at camp rock i appreciate the yada yada but also at the same time like that was resolved very quickly like there was no stress i feel like we could have just started at camp rock or i guess we needed the scene with the happy summer but i guess that was fair i mean there was like a lot of setup in the first few minutes but it goes by really quickly yeah i i I did not remember them getting to camp rock so fast I remember them like drumming on like the limo. So when they yeah. arrive at Camp Rock, clearly these people love music. They love dancing. Yeah. There's people break dancing, people drumming on, drumming on suitcases, like very, yeah. very stereotypical music camp intro. Yes. Um, but not band camp. It's not band like, camp. Like these are people who are aspiring musicians or legacies in Tess Martin, Tess Tyler. Oh, case. And when, so Mitchie pulls up in the van and she goes, whoa, who is that out of coming out of that limo? Yeah. And she found out throughout the movie who that was. Um, yeah. Tess Tyler. Um, yeah. Over under, um, do we think that, uh, what's it called? Um, that her mom was going to come in later on. Because like we hear all about how Tess Tyler, we, we, we know well, that her does. mom is a big celebrity. She does come on. But I was like, the fact that she had mommy issues was so prevalent through the movie. I really think they hammered the point home that yeah. the reason why Tess is so insecure is because she comes from fame. And um, yeah, she didn't get a lot of time with her mom, who is super famous. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing 
that could have been explored a little more at the end. I feel like it was very resolved and rushed. And yeah. I feel like the mom definitely noticed that she had a panic moment on stage. And but we never got a resolution to that. Besides, yeah, we'll get like, there. Yeah, we that was very fast forwarding. But so we meet Tess Tyler, we meet Peggy and Ella, and we meet Caitlin. Uh, Allison Stoner, what did you think of Allison Stoner's first reappearance? into your life since uh re what's she been up to i know she shaved her head and she came out as pan i believe that's so fun and also what else uh allison stoner also reappeared with missy elliott was it at, at the, the vmas at, yeah the vmas yes yeah so the the thing about caitlin in this movie is that her motivations are never explained. So yeah. Caitlin is like, if you've seen Mean Girls, she's like the Janice. She's like the person that's supposed to be there for the main character. But what is her vested interest in the main character? Like yeah. in that first scene, they like bump into each other. She's like, hey, like that's Tess. Like beware of Tess. She's the most popular girl at camp. Yeah. But why are Mitchie and, Al, um, and Caitlin friends? There yeah. really is no explanation for that. Just they like everybody's a- friends. <laughs> where they had a blossoming moment but then it was never explored later on because she quickly ditches her for Tess but yeah we can get into that um first thing I want to talk about though is even as campers who had their parents there you're not allowed to sleep with your mom I feel like in the cabin well I get that this is a special circumstance but I was a camp counselor and they were like prioritizing that children don't live with their parents i didn't know that um so at camps typically do parents work there and their kids go for a discounted rate is that like a common thing yeah that's the thing i believe um at least at the camp i worked at which we don't need to get into but uh they definitely there was a thing where like i don't know if it was more on the parents or on the camp but they wanted their children to stay in the cabin but I thought it was very interesting that Mitchie and her mom had a whole cabin to themselves. And then Mitchie leaves later. Yeah. And what about the people working for, for Connie? I'm assuming when she says catering, like she has employees that she drove out there too. Like yeah. they share a whole cabin. Like this is not very, it's not explained in depth, but yes. why should we explain it in depth? That really doesn't help yeah. push the plot along. But it's but things we notice. It's things we notice. Yeah. As you know, um, skilled, um, moviegoers yeah cinephiles if you may cinephiles yes yes um so where are we now so we're going into you know um we meet uh the directors of the camp yes i call him white crow in my nose but his name is brown something brown something and he played for the white crows okay when i was a kid i thought he was always saying the counting crows i was like oh damn yeah wow they have intellectual property just dropping it everywhere yeah but then I was kind of disappointed when I found out last night that that is not the case. They do mention, he's like, I used to be friends with Mick Jagger. And then yeah. the, Connie gets very interested in the fact that um, this guy is, um, you know, big and famous. Yes. But meanwhile, oh, and she wants to introduce Mitchie, but she runs off. She runs off and that's where yeah. she, you know, starts meeting the campers, getting involved. Um, we know Mitchie yes. uh, at the same time has to, you know, dedicate some of her time at the camp to kitchen duties yes um and we're gonna take a pause on Mitchie because then Shane gets stuck there and is annoyed and his brothers are like 
you're gonna we already made a deal with the press you're gonna give a duet to whoever wins the final jam who is the press speaking of the arissa cox oh so yeah let's just make it canon saying the the press and i was like what press 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 let's just make it canon arissa cox is the press period she needs we need to give her these coins yes um but throughout I want to get a sense of the timeline. So they get there at camp and it's a whole summer, but it also feels like this could have taken place in a whole week. This could have taken place in a whole week. Right. Um, uh, if you look at the end of the movie, when they're doing the countdown to the final jam, um, they start at five days, but you can see the mom marking X's on the calendar. And there were only three weeks of X's and the different days that they had um, the various jams, whether it be the pajama jam or the beach jam, they were only yes. like four or five days apart. But if this, yeah. we're supposed to believe that this camp is taking all summer, realistically, um, there's inconsistency there. Yeah. It's possible they could have done, like, this could be, like, a two summer, like, two separate semesters of camp. And there's, like, the first half and the second half. But, nah, it's, I think it's the whole summer. Well, I'm going to yeah. feel bad for the people that don't get, you know, private time with Shane Gray. I mean, Mitchie went from having posters of him on her wall to, you know, being in a canoe with him alone. Yeah. Like, what about the kids that come for the second half of the summer? Poor them. They no, don't get so, a recording contract with Shane Gray. Exactly. So we're going to just make it a full summer. We're just going to believe the narrative. But I feel like it definitely feels like it took place over a few days, even though yeah. it was this whole summer. But you mentioned the jams. I love the different, like, there's the beach jam, the pajama jam, the campfire jam, and then the final jam with the last one. Yeah, the yeah. opening jam, I think that's about where we are in the timeline we meet. Yes. Um, that girl, Lola, I forgot that the song What It Takes goes yeah. so hard. Yeah. That girl, I think her name is Erin something. Very yeah. talented, great voice. Um, I, just I was disappointed she didn't have more presence. Me, me as well. She comes mm-hmm. in, she sings that first song so hard. She says, who's got, who's what, got it what it takes my to be my guy? I don't know. That's a question Poetry. I should be asking. I'm going around, you know, um, looking for any man. I should be asking who's got what it takes to be my man. Yes. You honestly, how do you think you would do in Camp Rock? So if I was at Camp Rock, I would not be um, one of the best singers. Maybe I would be like, um, because I'm not a singer, I'm not a dancer, but I'm also, I'm nobody's backup person. So maybe I'm a Caitlin, you know, producing the music. I feel like, yeah, you're not, you're not Ella and Peggy. Yeah, um, but I'm also not Tess. Maybe I yes. am Tess. I feel like you're a Tess, but you'd be a producing Tess. I'd be Tess without the talent. Oh, you said it, not me. No, I'm kidding. No, it takes a lot of talent to sing two stars at the end of the yes. movie. And the fact, okay, we'll get there. Yes, we'll get there. But um, we, oh yeah, so Mitchie hears Tess rehearsing too cool with Peggy and Ella, overhears it. And then she goes and practices in the mess hall. In the mess hall. Yes. And Shane is chased after by his fans. Yeah, he shows up to camp. He's like, I've, he's on the phone. He's like, put my agent on the phone to Nick and, yes. um, uh, Nick Kevin. and Kevin, who are named Nate. Nate and I don't um, know the other one. And Jason. Jason, yes. Like, they have pretty similar names to real life. Kevin, Jason, that's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... So, and then they don't answer and he gets swarmed and then he hears this girl, the girl singing, this is me. Yeah. And, 
And she looked gorgeous, Miley Cyrus, with the light, like, streaming on her face. The cinematography in this... Demi Lovato looks yes. so great in the light. I don't know. The bangs confused me. I thought it was Hannah Montana. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is going to be a major plot point for Shane. He even writes a whole song about gotta find this girl, which I never really connected until this rewatch that it was about, like, he was literally saying, I gotta find the girl. Yeah, no, that's, he needs to find her. The lyrics are very basic, and I didn't. I mean, in every song in this movie, like I was thinking at first, when she sings Who Will I Be, that song is not very good. Like, yeah. Who Will I Be, It's Up to Me. The never Something ending. felt yeah. very authentically teenager in the lyrics. Very yeah. authentically teenager. There was no complexity to any of yeah. the music being sung. Like yeah. the song Play My Music, for example, mm-hmm. that we hear later in the, so- in the show, it's just a song about wanting to play music. Yeah. Like, there's no depth there. But then he also writes a song like, I need to find you. Yeah. Where he's looking at Mitchie like that's his wife, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't realize how like grounded in the like reality that these are teenagers, even through the songs. But this felt authentic in terms of like the age. Yeah. And we don't know if this was done, you know, on purpose. But it's a nice touch either way. We're going to make it canon that it was done on purpose. Yep. I believe it. Yes. Um, So... What happens next? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. So then Mitchie uh, is... So they talk... They do the Lola. Lola has her moment where she sings um, Who's Got What It Takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mitchie's like, Oh, my God, Kaylee, she's so good. And she's like, Yeah, her mom's a Broadway star, but that doesn't fit in with the test gang. Like, she's super talented, but... It's only all t- about the bling bling. Is yes. the direct quote. Yeah, and... Caitlin's like, be careful of Tess. Um, and then Tess shows up and is like, um, and then Mitchie's like, uh, my mom's the president of Hot Tunes TV in China. Yeah, I don't know why Mitchie feels the need to, you know, one up. Like, I guess because she wants to be popular. But yeah. Mitchie clearly is adept at making friends. We see throughout the movie that the people she's not even living with want to eat breakfast with her in the morning. Yeah. I don't know why she needs Tess to be her friend so badly. Yeah, Maybe and because she's really famous, good. but explored yeah we didn't explore it in the high school scene but like she later says she only has one friend and they only sit together at lunch uh the girl who says happy summer who we can't remember the name of irrelevant Uh, but i feel like they could have at least established that she like wishes to be popular like in that one scene yeah no like in general i think this movie doesn't really hold up like when i was eight years old i overlooked these little things in the plot but yeah. watching it now, there's just so many like um, discontinuities in a lot yeah. of the basic premises. But the the however, music it's is one of the fun. better Disney Channel movies, even from the ones I've revisited. Yeah, and that's yeah. the crazy part because I don't know, like the the dialogue, like yeah. the way that it was structured, like the way, um, like it was definitely a time capsule of you know 2006, 2007 yeah. when um, Mitchie, you know. Um, is talking about how her mom is the president of Hot Tunes China, and the girls are like, totally cool. Totally. Like, yeah. it was just so basic that I was like, it's easy to follow. Yes, whatever <laughs> major loser. Um, and you cannot forget, your lip gloss is so not oh. glossy anymore. <laughs> Queen. Uh, oh. Ella. Oh Ella. my gosh. Off. Um, no, but 100% what you're saying, but if you compare it to something like Get a Clue, which I feel like holds up a lot less. So that's something that you should look out for if you ever rewatch Get a Clue. That one does not hold up as well. 
Wow. No, yeah. Get a Clue I remember as being a really great movie. Yeah. No, but unfortunately, it does not hold up. Um, we went back and check out um, Felipe's episode um, where they review Get a Clue. Yes. It's a slapping good time. Uh, so yeah, so Mitchie, and then Mi- Tess invites Mitchie into the group and invites them into the room um, and moves Peggy out of the bed that she spent all day setting up her area. And that's the first glimpse of Peggy not being happy yeah, with so, Tess. Yeah, throughout the movie, it's established that, you know, Tess is the leader of the popular group and she has her two minions that follow behind her. But it's Camp Rock. It's all about individuality and expressing yourself. So we see, you know, this battle of um, is it worth it to, you know, be in the background and let other people shine when you know within yourself that you do shine? Yeah. I think it is a, is a great message to have um, yeah. in a movie. I've always been the kind of girl to hit, that hid my face. And then she breaks out and then she's like, this is me. This is me. It's literally a journey. Yeah. And then um, the third girl, Ella, who is the second minion, um, she is the stereotypically dumb character. Yeah. Um, she's a little bit flighty. Um, so you don't expect her to be the one to stand up. for. There's no signs that she's yeah. going to be the one that stands up for herself first. But um, yeah, she uh, is definitely like uh, the, yeah. the third in that group. Yes. So in this small scene, um, Tess tries to call her mom, who does not pick up. And then also Mitchie shows them her songbook. So these are two little small points that come back. Yeah, very important. Um, yeah. yeah, she's <laughs> like, sorry, mom. I ha-, her mom's like, sorry, can I call you back? I have a concert to do. A concert? Yeah. She'll call you back in like two hours then. Yeah, two hours? I feel like longer. Longer, way longer. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was not enough. I feel like they set it up for a storyline that Tess was going to try to steal Mitchie's song, but she never did that. Yeah, when she, um, we'll get to it later, but all of the signs were there where he hears that the This Is Me song. Yeah, and, and then she, she hears him out, practicing, yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting that it never came up again, but it definitely was set up. Um, but yeah, so Mitchie wakes up early to do kitchen duty, and then Ella is like, Mitchie, is that you? And she's like, why are you up? You're dreaming, you're dreaming. Yeah. You're a rock god. And she goes, yeah. I rock. Yeah. And he falls back asleep. <laughs> That was a moment of cinematic history. The right tenacity there. it took Mitchie to wake up early every single morning to go to the kitchen and never get caught. Truly, I don't know how she was able to keep it up, even if this camp were only for two weeks. Like, yeah. I love to complain about determined. everything. She was a girl on a mission. Yeah. Yes. But that's like a recurring thing. Like, where were you, Mitchie? Like, yeah. Why are you so AWOL all the time? Tess being yes. rude. Yeah. Um, and then we also have Brown wake up Shane by throwing water. I liked the I liked him. He was funny. I forgot yeah, no. how funny he was. And Brown, who is British, is the uncle of Connect Three. Like he's their yes. uncle, which um doesn't really make sense to me because I I guess you could marry someone from England and you don't have yeah. an accent. But when he threw the water over him, I was like, it's crazy that he just has a hard time waking up in the morning and it, that he's not hungover. Because that's yeah. usually the trope you see in the movies. So it was funny about how PG it was. Yeah. And he still, he still doesn't go to dance class that morning. He just doesn't show up. He flakes 100%. But I feel like there was a Disney Channel trope where they'd always throw... I remember there was like a Hannah Montana scene where they threw a bucket of water on Jackson. Just to wake him up. Yeah. yeah. That's typical. It adds a little comic relief. Because, you know, Shane's not a very fun character until he gets the music back, you know? Yes. Um, 
And then Caitlin tells Mitchie not to be friends with Tess. And White Crows has Mitchie sing in the lesson and shows off her vocal range. Yeah, she sings Who Will I Be, right? Yeah. So when Demi yeah. Lovato sings the song, she really sings it from her throat. Like, she sings so quiet at first. And then he's like, mm-hmm. um, Mitchie, you need to sing to the whole room. And then when he's like, when he says that, she's like, who will I be? She's like really belting it. Like, how is that yeah. the same person? And when she sings, yeah. like, I feel like when Demi Lovato sings, it's like she sings like she's smiling. So her mouth is yeah. big and her face is big. Like, that's not the same girl that has a low self-esteem, low confidence. Like, she yeah. knows she's good. She's belting her original It's music. very rapid character progression. Like, yeah. seconds until she gets there. Yeah, I feel we like don't, we want to see like her, yeah. you know, like was, she has really low lows at the end of the movie, but she's yeah. just going up and up and up. Yeah. Maybe if she like started off slowly and then like sees a few people get into it and then grows confidence, like in that kind of trope, like something they did in Lemonade Mouth. Yeah. But, we only but, have, you know, an hour and 40 minutes to watch this character become fully realized, you know? Yeah. So we just got to yada yada some of the character development. Yeah. So after class, what happens? Um, Tess convinces her not to sing solo for the final jam. Oh, yeah. She's like, you have to be in our group for the yes. final jam. And Mitchie at first is like, I was going to sing solo. But Tess, being the intimidation warrior that she is, is like, well, that's really tough. You can't do a solo for a final jam. And she was so confident 10 minutes ago. Why would she revert back to the insecure self she used to be? Yeah, the confidence just jumped out of her soul. Yeah, and then she's like, maybe it's because she knew she had to run to go, you know, help make dinner. And that was something that was weighing on her about how she wasn't good enough to be there um, without her mom's, you know, assistance. Yeah. No, so... These are all things that, you know, and subconsciously can weigh down on you. It do be like that sometimes. Yeah, and then she goes to the, back to the mess hall to start dinner, and guess who storms right in? Shane Gray with his allergy complaints, which, okay, fair point. But also, he was kind of being a diva about it. And, and he's rude. like, you know who I am, don't you? And for, like, someone that works in a catering kitchen, maybe if you're the most famous person in America, but you shouldn't be like, you know who I am. Yeah. Very like, disrespectful. Do you think your mother would know who the Jonas Brothers were without you talking about them? No, I don't think that would be the case. My mom is a normal human with a normal job. She's yes. not, you know, reading J14 every day, Mr. Gray. Yes. So she wouldn't know who Shane Gray was if yeah. she lived in the same universe as Shane Gray. Yeah, but Mitchie is so horrified to be yeah. caught working in the kitchen. When she, she puts, hears Shane Gray, she splashes, I guess that's not the right word, she throws a bunch of flour on her face. Yeah. I'm just, that's kind of dangerous. Like, what if it gets in your eyes? Yes, very, un, very uncomfortable situation. Yes. I feel like that wouldn't fly in the corona time. Oh, no. Um, splashing flour on your face is canceled. That is very yes. unsanitary. But, and then she kind of calls him out. She's like, you're rude. And She's like, like, I'm a human being. Yeah. And I guess this changes him a little bit because then he's like kind of over test later and like is more empath- sympathetic to people uh, yeah. with German boy Andy. But um, at the same time, like it never comes up that it was her in the kitchen. Or I guess it again. does. I, he finds out, but I don't think it comes up that he realizes that was her. Oh my goodness, that's a good point. Um, we can flush that out. Yes, let's flush that out as we get to it. But um, so where were we? Oh yeah, 
So then Shane teaches a hip-hop class after he flakes the day before. This is hilarious. Shane Gray is introduced to the, the viewer as a pop music um, frontman. What yeah. does he know about hip-hop dancing? If he only has to teach one class at the, stupor, at the stupid summer camp, why is it hip-hop dancing? And then they get into the choreography, and it is not good at all. It yes. is not hip-hop adjacent. It is just a bunch of, like, shaking your body. Yes. And the thing that sent me is that he does one dance, like, one sequence. They all follow the sequence, and then all of a sudden, everyone has perfect choreography following him along live. Yeah, like, Demi Lovato was not introduced to the audience, Mitchie, as um, a dancer. Like, some people yeah. are at the camp because, you know, they, they dance. But yeah. Tess Tyler was keeping up, you know, um, Peggy was keeping up. And I feel so bad at the end because um, in the last, um, the last, like, four count of the song, the drummer guy falls down. And Tess yeah. is like, looks like somebody is dancing Can't to keep the, rhythm. Beat, yeah. the beat of a different drum. Yet he kept up that whole routine. Yes. Like, and everyone was like, yeah, you'll get it next time. Like, all you got to do is put the rhythm from your drumsticks into your feet. But why are we being so condescending? He did really great, except for one mistake. Yeah. It's like one person falls, and then they have no skills. Yeah, no. Um, if anybody wasn't good at dancing, it's Tess. Why is Tess Tyler taking a hip-hop class? <laughs> Appropriation. I don't see any sort of crumping when she performs too cool at the Bonfire Jam. Was there any crumping in this movie? There was little to no crumping, but there was trampoline jumping. This girl with her rhymes, she could go to Camp Rock. Camp Rock! Yes. I just we love do. how you're like stretching in the background. We do rock. Sorry, I'm getting ready for my hip-hop dance class. Yes. I just put my foot behind my head real quick. Um, but yeah, so he falls, and then Shane starts showing a little respect. He's like, you play the drums? You'll get this. Was like, and it was a nice moment. Yeah, it was like, okay, he's human, but also it was like right after the scene that uh, Mitchie told him to stop being an asshole. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is some quick character growth. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm just still sent that they had the full choreographed moment. Like they started unchoreographed and like that they were going to learn from him, but then immediately it was like this. Shane was like, everybody circle front. I didn't know what that meant. But yes. then as soon as he was done with that, he's like, everybody follow my lead. Keep up yes. if you can. Okay. And clearly they were, they were outpacing him. This is a grade that we can circle back to later, but was Lola in this scene? Because we were introduced to Lola and she never reappears. I do not she believe she does. was in this scene. She was disrespected hardcore in this movie. There were a lot of randos in this, um, in this dance sequence. It was yeah. like all of the guys, I believe their names were Baron and um Sandy. i know roshan fagan yeah roshan fagan yeah. and um jordan francis jordan. Is the other <laughs> did you see in the credits it says jordan j man francis i did not see that but j man is a very mid-2000s nickname yeah um and they come back later they were very kind of irrelevant in the movie besides asa la vista yeah like uh, they were in the um who's got what it takes dance yeah but, um they were definitely yeah. the dancer kids yeah. Yeah, they had the dancer kids, the drummer kid. Like these were all like the background yeah. characters. I love the drummer kid. Yeah, but he, I don't believe that any other of yeah. the the main characters besides the it girls, um, yeah. Mitchie, Caitlin, the two guys, and the drummer. I believe everybody else was just an extra in that scene. Um, question: Should I make the drummer kid the header for the Twitter for huh. Brazilian Dragon for this I week? Mean, he do be looking kind of braided though. But. I don't know. He stole my heart. He was so friendly. 
Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a nice kid. Yeah, nice. Like kid. I don't think he did anything to really stand out. True. But um, he but he's like very it. Mitch Watch. Um, oh wait, you didn't. You weren't following the challenge. Allie Lasher used to have Mitch Watch on the challenge. Okay. Mitch is some rando. They did a season. He's Corey, Corey's cousin. And he oh, wow. was this random in the background of a lot of scenes. And Allie would always have Mitch watch on the podcast. Oh. Like, what is he doing? And she'd call it out on the podcast. Is that drummer watch now? Yeah, I wish I could watch. remember his name, but I really don't. I think it was it. Andy. I'm not positive, but I think it was Andy. I like that. He looked kind of like an Andy, in my opinion. Yes. So we did the, the kid. Uh, we did the dance. And Tess is mean. Um, and it's lunchtime. And Connie tries to interact with Mitchie at lunch. You really would think that Mitchie and Connie would have a game plan for when yes. they bump into each other in the mess hall. The fact that she's like... Even without the lie. Even without the lie, I feel like Mitchie should have like been like, yo, mom, don't embarrass me in front of my friends. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. So Mitchie's just, you know, putting together her breakfast. And then her mom is yeah. like, follows her to her table. And she's like, Mitchie, who are your friends? And of course, the other three girls are like, this is very um, strange and upsetting. Why is the cook talking to us? We're way too, you know... Um, uppity to have you know the help be attending to us but yes. Mitchie has a lie Mitchie said this woman um she cooks for everybody um Jessica and Nick pre-breakup Pharrell yes. and then Ella goes did Jessica eat these eggs and Mitchie's like yeah so there she goes um you know some name weaving. drops yeah, she's are you surprised the there lies. were more modern references in terms of like there was no Britney there was no I feel like Oh wait, Britney, that was two thousand seven. Never mind. Maybe Britney was Britney, not. Yeah, not great timing. Yeah, but like what happened in two thousand seven? They had Jess and Nick, Mick Jagger, and Pharrell Williams. Yeah, those were the only ones that counted. Yeah, the Nick and Jessica was really strange. Um, I don't know if you know this, but um, her name is like D Decker or whatever, or D Delight. Yeah. The, oh, she was the music teacher. Yeah, Julie so Brown. The music teacher Julie Brown. Julie Brown was one of the um head writers for this movie. Oh, she was? Yeah. What about so downtown Julie Brown? Not downtown Julie Brown, just yeah. regular Julie Brown. Yeah. I had uh, to check to make sure it wasn't downtown Julie Brown, but yes. no, it's just um, redhead. Do you remember when um, RuPaul put them on the same season? That's the only reason why I know who either of them are. Yeah, yeah, same. But I had yeah. to look at I was like, oh, where do I know this woman? I was like, oh, it's from Snatch Game. <laughs> yeah, if you just Google it quick, she's like the second credit for the, for the writing team. Okay, yeah, just she so has a minor fact- role. So the fact that she goes, holla, that was like probably her choice, which okay. I didn't like, but I guess people were saying holla a lot in 2008. They said it, and then it became cool for a minute when Derek Lavaster took the hollas for dollars, and then... Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is what you get. You get reality TV references in a decom podcast. It's the only two things that we know about. Let us look. Yes. Don't add us, but if you do, oh. it's Pineapple Boy 27. Ha! <laughs> Um, so, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, so Mitchie says that Connie cooks for famous people. Um, but yeah, so just going back to that, I have a quick aside. So I went to a school where my mom works, worked, and, oh, no, she works there still. I don't go there anymore, though, because um, we, after I went to college and then graduated, but we had a game plan. Like, we always, like, I'd say hi to her and stuff, and, like, we'd acknowledge each other, but, like, same time we wouldn't like stop and interact unless we were like talking plans about like what time we were leaving and stuff Mm -hmm. like so you've got to have a game plan mitchy yeah it was really confusing like lie or no lie yeah like yeah be be smarter what sharpen up smarten up yes 
as they say in the Boston. Um, and then Connie says that Tess is not Mitchie's style when they're hanging out later. And she's like, I don't see why you're friends with her. And this is the crazy part of this whole interaction. So Miss um, Torres, Connie says to her daughter, it's really weird that you're friends with Tess. You've always struck me as more of a, and then Mitchie goes, invisible. And I was like, damn, Mitchie really thinks that she's invisible. Um, yeah. Maybe it's the type of people she's hanging out with. But Miss Torres goes, no, I was going to say independent. Like, what got into you? And she's like, I don't know. I think she's a cool person. So she's kind of like sacrificing her own authenticity to please someone who has shown time and time again to not have respect for her friends. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's part of like the whole like, like the camp kind of preaches individuality and authenticity mm-hmm. in terms of like your writing and your songs and stuff. Um, so it's definitely like, I guess, part of a musical theme, sort mm-hmm. of. But like, I do, it is interesting to note that the mom has so much belief. And I did like that aspect. Like, she wasn't like this mean mom or whatever. She like supported her, even though she was kind of sad that she was lying and like. Yeah, that's, um, she, she supports her the yeah. whole movie. And she's like, just because yeah. I'm your mom doesn't mean I'm biased, even though I'm yeah. biased. But she was supportive no matter yeah. what. She knew that going to this camp was going to be an uphill battle where she didn't know anyone. So yeah, she could do. Mar- Maria. We'll get to this. Oh, did a good job. Go yes, we'll get to this later. But when the reveal happens that uh, Tess, no, that Tess blows up Mitchie's spot, she's right behind Tess. But the camera really doesn't like showcase that. Like this, it's not really highlighted by the movie that she's there. Like I had to like rewind because I was like, wait, 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 wait. The mom was right behind that. her. The mom is literally standing right behind her. That's so. And then horrific. walks away. I feel like they could have pointed that out more. I had no idea that that happened, but damn, I feel like they should have highlighted that. Yeah, no, I literally or not have had her there at all. I literally did not notice it until the last second when she turns around. I'm like, oh, and then I rewind. And it's like she was there the whole time. Damn. But yeah, so uh, Mitchie at the fire camp, uh, at the campfire jam, um, performs back at the test where she sings too cool. And Caitlin, as they walk out, Caitlin's like Mitchie, and Mitchie like is like bye. <laughs> It's crazy because um, too cool. What a what a great production that yeah. that um, whole performance was. They all had matching outfits. Um, I just feel like um, the backup vocals in that song um, they were strong. Um, maybe they they were exactly where they need to be, but I feel like they really should have highlighted the background, like yes. made that background part a little bit more prominent. Because every time they flap. Um, switch the camera over to the close-up of the backup singers Mitchie like wasn't even singing because her part yeah. like wasn't even going yeah that... I don't know what I was trying to get out there but um I just think the the production of it was fantastic the fact that yep. Tess had four backup dancers all in matching outfits yeah I feel like the backup dancers had more to do than the backup singers that's what I maybe that's what I was trying to get at yeah no it was definitely a production she put on a show which we can't yeah. take that away from Tess and speaking of the outfits, I feel like this movie did more for capris and tunics. Like, this movie kept big capri in business for far longer than it should have been in business. Everybody was wearing shirts that were a little too long and pants that were a little too short. Yeah. Every well, good, character. It, it was a time. It was it, an atrocity, but we all let it happen. Yes, but we don't anymore. We don't anymore. If Camp Rock was filmed in 2020, what do you think it would be like? Um, so it would be like a bunch of like annoying theater kids, um, like that do like more like Broadway, and then yeah. you have like 
you have like your TikTok dancers, you know, like the cute little white girls, you know, hitting the hitting the whoa. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of um, small shorts and big pants, probably. Yeah, that's very. Do, in do style. you think they try to make it girl groups and the boy bands try to bring it back with like the highlight of BTS and Little Mix and stuff like that? I think that would be fun. Um, yeah, it depends. Or do you think it'd be more individuality based, like singer songwriter? Because this is very singer songwritery. Very singer songwritery, but you see, like, there, there's room for everybody at Camp yeah. Rock. So I'm assuming that joining into groups would be fun. Like, yeah. at this Camp Rock, the stakes were very high, considering there was a recording contract. Not a, there was a song yeah. on the line for whoever won the final jam. Um, in a modern day Camp Rock, if there's nothing really on the line, maybe it would be more fun to do a big group number that you choreograph with all your friends. Yeah, that that always seemed like a lot of fun. Like. Yeah. To like, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll go back to the storyline and we get Shane practicing guitar and Mitchie shows up and saying she likes it, but like, and tells him to try to like showcase that side of his musical yeah. talents to his label. But like, we never got an introduction because like, we know that they had an introduction, but she's not even like, hi, I'm Mitchie. It was so weird that scene because she's walking with her guitar to go somewhere and she yeah. sees the famous person and she stops to listen to him and immediately he's like hey scram and her first thought was to approach him yeah that hasn't that is not a thing someone with low self-confidence would do approach yeah. a very famous person mitchy is a roller coaster and yeah she's movie. an enigma it, she's literally so hard to read but maybe she's a true reflection of the average teenage girl where you have bouts of self-confidence it's a work in progress. Maybe she is more complex of a character than we're giving her credit for. That that do be a case. Yeah, that do be it a case be. though. It could be true. Like literally, like she could be a reflection of like society. Yeah. But it's so crazy that she um, could also be like yeah. she could be like that person <laughs> me, uh, that when you put alcohol in, they're more confident. A little <laughs> bit. I mean, these kids at Camp Rock, she must have been going into maybe her senior year of high school or her yeah. junior year of high school. People, kids party. I wasn't cool in high school, but kids are partying over the summer at that age. Yeah. Like, you think Tess Tyler is the one that brings in the wine coolers? <laughs> she brings in the nips. She bring, you know, she brings the, the puff bars. Yeah. LOL. Um, no, that's also probably uh, what uh, Nate and Jason do. They bring in the alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... They're Shane's alcohol supply. I mean, Jason had to have been at least 21 by the time of filming. Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. Um, he was so stupid, and yet he was 21. Um, he kept playing on Birdhouse. That's something I remembered from the movie, The Birdhouse. Yeah, he's like, um, if you're going to go to camp, are you going to make me a birdhouse? This camp isn't about <laughs> birdhouses. The thing that confuses me is that um, Kevin, Nick, and Joe... Shane, Nate, and Jason in the movie, um, they, all they are Camp Rock alumni. Shouldn't yeah. they understand that this is not a camp where you do arts and crafts and archery? Yeah. This is Wait, Camp so, Rock. So how old do you think they are? Because they were definitely probably older because they were alums, right? Or are they only alums because they made it famous? No, they're alums. They went to the camp three years before that. So that yeah. means I'm assuming they're all like recently out of high school. Okay. So yeah, so the flirtation would not fly today. Between yeah, Mitchie and Shane. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Oh, geez. Sorry, we're ruining your fave. Yeah, your... Um, Joe Jonas is canceled. 
No, Jonas is not canceled. Shane Gray is canceled. Shane Gray, Shane Gray been canceled when he stormed yeah. out of his recording studio. <laughs> and canceled his tour. Canceled his tour. Yeah. Um, quick aside, have you seen Never Have I Ever? No, I have not. On Netflix? Okay. No spoilers for the show, but there is one line that killed me that sent me is um, that her friends weren't there for Davey when Nick Jonas married another Indian girl that wasn't her. That's so fucked up. I love it. Um, it's de- I definitely recommend Never Have I Ever to all the listeners and to Nicole Horn. Oh, girl, I got Netflix. I accidentally charged myself for another month. I was supposed to cancel my free trial. Oh, rip. That was me with my Amazon account. Yeah, why would I need an Amazon account right now? I say as I yeah. refuse to um, disc- um, to cancel my Amazon. Yeah. No, I definitely had it for far longer. I just forgot to cancel because like they, I, I wanted to get something to someone ASAP and then I made a Prime account and then a month goes by and forget. forget. And then six months go by and I lost like $60. No more. Probably more. Yeah, no, do the math on that. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to do the math on that. I can't do math. Don't expose me like that. <laughs> Never. Yeah. So we get back to, oh, so yeah. So they literally, so some of these scenes, they have a scene, then they have a, another scene, then they go back to the scene that basically could have been a follow-up from the earlier scene. And the thing is, is when you're watching the movie, you know when, when it was airing on the Disney Channel, when they were going to commercial. Oh, a hundred percent. Because it would, it would fade to black and then fade back in. Yeah. And so um, that's why I thought like they could get away without making seamless transitions. Yeah. But other times it didn't make sense but we'll get to this so there's this quick scene where Tess trips over Caitlin and they start throwing spaghetti at each other actually it's not a quick scene but so maybe I'm just rambling so Tess accidentally trips over Caitlin's foot and then Caitlin goes I'm sorry realizes realizes that it was Tess Tess. it's like not fam and then they start you know getting into a war of words and then Tess dumps over her spaghetti on uh Caitlin and is like oh, look, your outfit got better. And then they start throwing pasta. And then Mitchie gets in the middle. It's and she's then, like, break it up, break it up. But Brown's like, <laughs> he just like points at them. It's like, I hate having to be uncool. Cool. And then he takes them to the back and says, you know what? Who was the first one to throw the food? And then Tess blames it on Caitlin, who then says, well, technically that's true. But like, she was going to say that Tess dumped the pasta on her. But yeah. then- Brown doesn't let her finish and it's like kitchen duty and Mitch is like no she can't and then and she's like why like why like why are you so like like why are you like this Mitchie like why aren't you being a supportive friend yeah like, I think that was like the main point of the scene yeah is that like Mitchie made the side known like she could have advocated for her friend yeah and that comes back later when Mitchie does stand up for her but like because this is where this adds to the plot where it's like, oh, but now Caitlin's in the kitchen. She's going to find out and like kind of speeds up Mitchie's revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we go back to Shane who plays a song for Mitchie. He's like, I got to find you. It's inspired by the random girl playing the piano. And he's like, yeah. and Mitchie's never connects the dots that it was her. No, she's so confident in the fact that it's not her, but yeah. this scene is beautifully shot as well. The background, yeah. you can see like the winds blowing in the leaves, but Shane's hair perfectly in place. The way that he's staring at Mitchie. Do you think they made his hair like that just for this shot? I, I mean, the fact that it wasn't moving was kind of disturbing when you focused on it, but just yeah. Mitchie looked so happy in that moment. Like, if I were Mitchie, I would completely just like, 
I don't think I can say this on this family podcast, but you know how I would be feeling. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, very powerful moment. Um, I'm surprised, like, they never kiss at all in the movie. Like, that would be the moment. Like, I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, no, they're not going to kiss on stage. They're not going to Finn and Rachel this. But, no, they didn't kiss on stage at the end. And I was actually pleasantly shocked. Yeah, I was like, like that's going to be so hands. basic. Yeah. yeah. But beautiful scene. Um, and I there think- was no romance in this movie. Sorry, I cut you off again. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, it was just a beautiful scene, but it's weird that um, – there's some sort of love connection between the two of them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense within the larger context of the story. Like, why he's so infatuated with her. Like, a girl that um, has demonstrated time and time again that she lacks self-confidence. Yeah. Is there romance in the second movie? Um, I believe so. Because they team up to, you know, save the camp. Yeah. But, like, what does she do at the end of the camp? Like, does she get his number and she moves on her way? I don't remember what happens. I've only seen it once. Um, yeah. Camp Rock I had seen many times, though. Um, the original. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, maybe it's good that there was no PDA because illegal. we established that it was illegal. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they do go on a canoe ride later on. But so it, also could be, it could also be a camp rule because like, I know camps are very like, you can't have relationships. And like at the camp I worked at, there were like, People, kids would sneak off in the middle of the night like try to break into each other's cabins and stuff that like would that. be me <laughs> nicole dr horny if he nasty <laughs> um yeah so anyways connie tells caitlin that she's gonna have a daughter helping out um and caitlin's like i didn't know you had a daughter and then mitchy slips after trying to hide from with the bag of chips and caitlin is like oh my god i'm gonna tell the whole camp and she's like well caitlin you should get off you get over yourself and get out of your i don't care attitude it's not good on you hey when was it ever established that caitlin has an i don't care attitude she's just mitchie's just jealous that caitlin's like on her own unaffected yeah yeah like maybe like you're just being jealous yeah idk but then they go to the pajama jam and mitchie tries to talk to caitlin but she's not about that life and then Caitlin performs and is actually having a great time. But then Tess is jealous and is like, ah, a snake. Yeah, so Tess blandly interrupts uh, Caitlin's beautiful performance of um, playing a MacBook Air, just typing the keys. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then as soon as Mitchie's like, she's really good, Tess has to, you know, break up the moment. Yeah, and it was just the chord. And then Julie Brown is like, Mitchie, uh, Tess, it's just a chord. And then Shane in the background is rolling his eyes and pieces out. And um, then this is where we get the, uh, she, Shane doesn't like that. Mitchie stands up for Caitlin. I believe is this where we get the whatever major loser? This is exactly where we get the whatever major loser. Yes. Um, which was a time. Uh, and then Mitchie stands up for Caitlin. It's like, Tess, shut up, basically. And it was an incredible moment because there was some tension brewing between um, Demi Lovato, um, Mitchie, and Tess in the scene because... But also Mitchie and Caitlin. Yeah, well, like, the reason why Mitchie stands up for Caitlin instead of Tess is because yeah. Tess shows up to the pajama jam in a way more extravagant outfit than her backup yeah. singers. And it comes to, in that moment, she realizes, like, hey, like, maybe I picked the wrong friends here. So she stands up for Caitlin and realizes that... Um, if she has my secret, I might as well get her on my side. Yeah. 
it definitely felt like a moment of where she was like making something for her own benefit but also like she felt bad about what happened earlier when she didn't stand up for caitlin yeah i think it was a good full circle moment because yeah. the next time we see them in a scene alone together they're like blowing up balloons having a casual yes. conversation like nothing ever happened yeah and uh caitlin kind of explains that she used to be friends with tess but tess only cared about her own spotlight and she's like mitchie you gotta branch out um uh. I also love that the mom is making CD cookies and then is like, does this look like a record? I mean, <laughs> I mean, a CD. <laughs> yeah, she's so cute. She's like, they need to go with my musical no cupcakes. Yes. I'm like, oh, Connie. Uh, Literally a Connie stan. <laughs> Maria Canals Barrera, a queen. Honestly, she... Teresa uh, Russo, Connie Torres. She, name a more iconic duo. She put the Disney Channel on her back. She does. She's literally the Boston rapper of the Disney Channel. Period. Um, yes, that's on that. Um, so then Shane tells Connectory he's in, uh, but he can't leave yet. Um, yeah. For their, like, uh, he, he, they, they think about rescuing him early, I guess. But he's like, no, I need to stay and finish my mission. And then all these camp girls try to show off singing um, Start the Party, I think. Yep. Yes. And the crazy part about this scene is that... Um, First off, when um, he tells the drummer, Andy, to get the word out, Andy's mm-hmm. talking to all these people with, like, flutes and clarinets and trumpets. Where were these people the whole movie? All the people playing the these band Yeah, the band camp kids. But then um, we see Lola singing Start the Party. Um, yeah. And a lot of the characters that are auditioning sound really good. Like, those three girls that come yeah. up to Joe Jonas when he's coming out of the water and they're singing yeah. and they're harmonizing. All three oh. of those girls were better than Tess. Especially together. Like, why didn't they win the final There was also that red-haired girl that was not good, though. Yeah, she was a dancer. Yeah. But um, I love the three girls. Also, um, I don't know at what point we should discuss this, but the diversity in this movie was kind of popping for, like, a rich, privileged camp. Um, Yeah. Um, And I was, like, a fan, because, like, at the camp I didn't work at, there was barely any diversity. It was a rich, white, Trumpy camp. Hey, Um, hey. Those that ripped camps, me off. They do Start. exist. Um, I mean, drag them. Drag them. Um, watch a cease and desist arrive in my mail in a few weeks. <laughs> but um, they, like, uh, so they, but yeah, the diversity of the movie was kind of popping. Like, they had people of all different backgrounds, and that was kind of cool to see on a Disney Channel movie. And, like, not every decom is very diverse. I see you, Halloween Town. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, High School Musical, like they had the diversity. Four, the, but four the four main, main characters, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess uh, Gabriella is Latina, but yeah, that's like, true. But like, it's very white. Um, yeah, she's very white passing. And like, also at this, like Demi Lovato in this movie. Um, is oh yeah, but I mean, at this, it works. In time, like this one i feel like does have more front and center diversity doesn't yeah her dad is very clearly white yeah but you have um the drummer um you have the two dancers i guess these are more background characters but at the same time like they still have diversity in the movie even and they're all talented and they're all at the end they all get to celebrate their talent at the final jam so i think it's great the drummer lola that's why it's disappointing that lola didn't have a bigger presence after her introduction yeah, I liked her. Yeah. Um, like her and, her and Caitlin yeah. like work together. Yeah. Also, um, 
Peggy didn't really have a big presence until the end. Yeah. Even though she was present throughout. And uh, Anna Maria uh, Perez del Taglia. Yeah. A queen. Anyways. Um, she was also in like 20 episodes of Hannah Montana, right? Yeah, she played um, the mean girl on that show as like sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she's really good at this role. Yeah, she's really good at playing like the flighty side character. But yeah. I guess um, she she got married and that was it. I think she went on Broadway. Good for her. I mean, she clearly has a good voice. Yeah. She's in Camp Rock. Yeah, she was the Asa La Vista girl. I never realized it was her until... I read the Wikipedia page and I was like, wow, how did Ella get to perform with the Asa La Vista people on such short notice? Yeah. My theory is that she was... Tess allowed her to... No, I think they needed someone. That was probably Lola's gig that she stole. Wow. Women stealing from other women. I thought this was an empowering movie about individuality. It is, but there were some moments that it wasn't. Um, So yeah, so... Mitchy, Caitlin's like, you should audition for Shane. And Mitchy's like, nah, I can never be that girl. And she's um, like, it's not me. Yeah. He doesn't, he barely knows that I sing. Um, and then they go kayaking, which is like where Tess gets jealous. I was yeah. expecting the kayak to flip over at some point because I felt like I remembered that. But it's nope. like a Mandela effect. Yeah. I, um, what I've noticed is that Tess is like the queen of popping out behind the tree at the perfect moment. She's literally. Tony spy nest. Yeah, no, she's hiding behind these trees. She sees what she needs to see. Like, she's the definition of lurking and then getting upset. Yes. Like, if you didn't want to be upset, why did you lurk? Yeah, you knew you were going to get played. Yeah. And, like, the reason why the girls had to wear green to the pajama jam is because Shane's favorite color was green. Yes. Oh, yeah. Who's authentically herself, she's getting all the love from the famous pop star. Yeah, and Shane never really shows a moment where he's not annoyed with Tess like in the, when drum kid Andy falls he's like annoyed with her when she freaks out about the snake uh he's annoyed with her he like rolls his eyes yeah um oh yeah and there was a scene where she was like on the magazine being like I'm his soulmate um mm-hmm. J14 I believe was the magazine yeah it was either that or Tiger Beat you know they yeah. better be getting their residuals yes um, so Connect 3 shows up. They play play my music at the Beach Jam. Um, and, uh, oh, wait. Uh, so Tessie's back at the kayak. She sees the kayak, and then later she overhears uh, Mitchie say, I love you to Connie. And it was she like, says, oh. I love you, Mom. Yeah. And that and was like, all the fodder she Oh, snap. So, yeah. So then Connect 3 plays play my music, which is a bop, even if it's very one note of lyric. Yeah. Um, but like apparently this is the song that changed everything. Shane's like, give this to the we'll record a demo. Um, we're gonna we're gonna p- pitch this song and then I'm gonna yeah. be back in the game. Like they can't deny this song. And everybody in the audience agrees that it's awesome. But yeah. unfortunately, the, this moment of happiness and bliss is interrupted by a moment of public humiliation. Yes, yeah, so Tess shows up and it's like, Mitchie, um, tell us about your mom again. And Connie's in the background if you look at it closely, which we established earlier. <laughs> and Mitchie's like, my mom is like a really cool person. And then Caitlin's like, yeah, um, Roshan, or not Roshan, um, one of the randoms. I, I don't think this kid had any prominence in the movie besides this one line, but it's like, what's your mom like? Um, <laughs> and he's like, uh, she's a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. 
it's not Rashawn, but it's like one of the background characters. Um, it might, it's not Jordan Francis either, I don't think, but um, yeah, so they have, and then some, and then Mitchie is like, my mom, she doesn't work for Hot Tunes TV. She's not the president. And Tess is like, oh, so she's the vice president or is the treasurer? She's like, no, the cook. Oh, she cooks for them? No. And then she's like, no, your mom works here. She cooks for us. She makes our food. She's the help, basically. Yeah. Like, literally, she like, says so she, she's the help. Yeah. Yeah. Very, um, very tone deaf, Tess, considering yeah. that you are a, um, a white woman yeah. um, coming from an economically, um, an economic high ground. Yes. But, yeah. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, Mitchie just, like, confesses to it. Like, she knows she got caught red-handed. But, like, I feel like with kids in elementary school, they would lie and say they were related to famous people all the time. Yeah. Like, but when yeah. Tess really is related to famous people, who knows if that's the game changer. That's fair. Like, I know there was this kid in fourth grade who said he was related, maybe it was second grade, he was related to Harry Potter. And I was like, that's not a real person. But the girls in second grade, they ate this up. Jordan Fair, this is about you. What, what happened to him? Um, he moved schools. He's a wizard. Confirmed. Yeah, he was kind of cute, though. Like, second grade me was like, maybe I can be his girlfriend, but he never asked me out. Miss shot. Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take in the second grade. Yes. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, people be lying about stuff all the time. Like, let yeah. Mitchie live, Tess. What's, what's the biggest lie you ever told for attention? For attention? Oh, my God. Or I don't know if it's for attention. What's the biggest lie you ever told, like, at a young age? Um, so one time, um, I, like, borrowed my mom's credit card to, like, play a game online. Um, to like buy myself points it wasn't webkins it was something like adjacent it was like popstar.com okay something where you made a character so i used her i thought i was so smart because i was like yeah like she won't see it it's just a card like i just need the numbers and then um yeah i was banned from popstartv.com for all of time by your parents not by the company maybe that's the worst thing that I've, i've done but i'm trying to think of lies but i I have a bad memory to begin with, so I'm not trying to remember every lie that I've ever told. That's fair. Um, for me, I remember I told the entire camp when I went to summer camp, but I was like 10, 11. I don't know. I said I had a different name. That was my middle name. That was not my middle name <gasps> for a whole week. And then convinced them. And I was just like, let's see if I can do this identity. And then 100%, like I know the counselors knew I was lying because they had my meds oh my and God. was like they saw my full name and then so they knew I was lying in hindsight but that's funny they like went along with it and then the next year I was like nah I'm, I'm me yo and then there's two kids from the year previous was like oh my god what's up and then I was like oh I forgot about this I forgot about that lie I told 12 months yeah. ago but yeah so it all comes back to camp truly truly um so yeah so then uh Mitchie turns around starts crying and he's like Shane I have to and then he's like how dare you you're like one of those people who like lies to hang out with famous people and stuff like that which is not the case at all like but he like, was just very can, angry yeah I can get his reasoning but at the same time like she was lying to everyone not just him yeah it was a it was a whole um performance act yeah um so yeah they um then Tess hears Shane saying this is me to Brown, um, and is like, and then she reads uh, Mitchie's music journal, 
which she still has after she kicks her out of the cabin. I did wait. Oh, she did kick her out of the cabin at this point. Yeah, because it was like right after this. So I assume she either left on her own or she was kicked out of the cabin. So in this moment, I thought she was going to steal the song. Yeah, same. Yeah, but instead, she takes the book and puts her charm bracelet um, that has a charm Uh, for every single Grammy that her mom has ever won. Yeah. Um, And she puts that charm bracelet in Mitchie's songbook. Even then, I didn't even realize because they like quickly glossed over the fact that she looks at her charm bracelet before they cut to a commercial or whatever. Yeah, because they they definitely show the bracelet. She quickly looks at it. So it didn't even hit me that's... Yeah, that didn't even connect me. That's how she got the bracelet. And I thought she just snuck into the kitchen at some point that didn't even show. Yeah, no, because uh, Mitchie brings her yeah. songbook everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then uh, they go back to hip-hop class and Shane preaches authenticity and like rails at Mitchie, but like subtweets her. Mitchie is in the corner of the room with her knees to her chest, hysterically crying. She couldn't just skip class that day. She should have. You'd think after all that public humiliation that she would have gotten the point that um, lying is bad. But no, she has to be um, embarrassed at another public forum in front of all of her her friends. Yeah, like, I have to assume Connie made her go even though she don't want to. Yeah, Connie's a good mom like that. She's like, I'm still paying for these classes even though they're at a discounted rate. Yes. Um, Connie, a woman of getting her money's worth. A woman of economic efficiency. Um, she'd truly be getting her coupons and go. She literally knows that in this economy, you gotta, you gotta st- go. Yeah, how was she supposed to know that the economy was gonna crash the next year? <laughs> T. Period. I hope she Too was real. able to keep her business after the stock market crashed in 2009. Yes. I hope she's doing okay right now. I, I think that Connie Torres is doing just fine. Yeah, but I know that she's probably not getting lots of clients at this hour. <laughs> but I hope she's doing okay. Justice yeah. for Connie. Um, so anyways, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, Mitchie's crying in the corner. And then Connie tells Mitchie that she's special. And even though she's biased, um, she knows that uh, Mitchie is wonderful. What do you think Mitchie's real name is? Do you think it's Mitchie? I feel like it's a nickname. I think it's Michelle is her full name because I think there's no T in it. I think it's M-I-C-H-I-E, Michi. Oh. So maybe hmm. she's Michelle. That could be nice. But um, yeah, it's like a fine, like gender neutral name. I feel yeah. like it's I, nothing out of the ordinary. But when you, yeah. if you were to ask me like two weeks ago, what her name Debbie was? Lovato play in Camp Rock, I would have been like, could not tell you. Melissa, Mary. Yeah, I Mary remember Joe. Peggy. I remember Could have been a Peggy. No, I remember that there was a character named Peggy, and I but knew it's who not, was but yeah, Peggy is not a main character name. I'm sorry. No, There's no, no. I knew who exactly name. Peggy was. I'm saying. Oh. I remember Peggy. I didn't remember anyone else's names. I just remember that Peggy was short for something else. Yeah. Um, and then we find out in the end of the movie. Do you yeah. remember when they would do like those Disney Channel movies, but with the like fun facts on them? Yes, the pop-up edition. Yes, I remember learning why the nickname for Peggy is for margaret as peggy in that movie that it went from margaret to moggy to poggy to peggy i i thank goodness for disney channel pop-up edition the more you know the more you know i feel like um i enjoyed the dance-alongs more than the pop-ups the dance-alongs 
slapped. Like yeah. I knew the we're all in this together dance by That's heart. the only one I remember. Yes. Um, so where were we? Oh yeah. So uh, Tess makes fun of Mitchie somewhere. Oh yeah, at lunch or breakfast or something. And Mitchie snaps at Tess being like, Tess, you're a nasty person with a bad attitude. It, um, it was well-deserved. Once um, yeah. Tess did that public smackdown, I think yeah. um, Mitchie was completely justified in telling her off. Yeah, she also was like, tell your mom the chicken is dry and to do better. <laughs> um, how about I'll tell you that your personality is dry, Tess? Whatever, major loser. Major loser. loser. Yeah. That, uh, you mentioned that and the lip gloss line. Very 2008. 2008 was truly a time. It do be a time. Um, so, Tess causes a scene um, in the kitchen. Is like, Mitch and Caitlin stole my Grammy bracelet charm. And then Brown is like, he finds it. And he's like, Mitch and Caitlin, you guys are banned from Final Jam until it ends. It's crazy that um, Brown... Is not he, like how could Mitchie have the bracelet? So the bracelet's in Mitchie's songbook that happens to be in the, the kitchen, kitchen, and the bracelet just happens to be hanging out of the book so perfectly. Like, how did it get planted there? And the fact that Brown doesn't even think for a second to, you know, ask Tess about like he gives the girls no way to explain themselves. He takes the most surface value explanation yeah. of what could have possibly happened. And he uses it against the girls. Like, this is his second time in a row taking Tess's side, even though Caitlin is a historic camper as well. Yeah. No, and it's like, if later we find out that he was like, I hope, I knew you'd, ca- I was hoping you'd catch on that you could still perform. I'm like, wait, but then where's the discipline? Yeah, wh- I was so hurt if in that moment. If he knew it was a lie, then where's the discipline? Yeah. When they say the end of Final Jam, how was he supposed to know that the girls were going to pick up on that? It was such a subtle choice of words. Yeah. Also, like, I, I don't know. I, I was disappointed in the lack of discipline. Like, I feel like this is what's wrong with society is that, like, there's, there's like, bias because of privilege, probably. Yeah, just because you like how she sings and you think she's a good singer, it doesn't mean that... Um she should be treated any better than yeah. anybody else. And we see in the end of the movie who gets to perform Mitchie and not Caitlin. Yeah, no, for sure. But also, I, I was Caitlin always performing at Final Jam? I feel like she, had, she was planning on it. Yeah, that's fair. No, 100%. But also, like, um, the privilege that he believes Tess automatically, too, is, like, very... Or, like, not even believes her, but lets her off the hook, even though he knows she's lying. Yeah, it, it just blows my it's, mind. It's very frustrating. That's a frustrating scene, even though I do like Brown most of the movie. Um, yeah, like, where is, like, the, the, where is her right to an attorney, Mitchie? Yes. And Connie, like, storms out after him, but we never get to see her confront him. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, we need more of these um, side character scenes. Yeah, like, there was no adult interaction in this movie. Yeah, just, like, I feel like, no, because Connie has a husband. I was like, her and Brown maybe, maybe made out, but that's definitely not the case. I mean, people cheat on people at camp. Yeah. That was definitely an experience that I witnessed people cheating on their relationships there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, so Mitchie and Caitlin are at the dock and they're like sad, but Mitchie's like, oh, epiphany. Um, meanwhile, at the final jam, Tess snaps at Peggy and Ella and they're like, bye, we quit. Yeah, so they're preparing for the final jam. 
um, and they're in the back and they're doing their little warm-ups and then Tess snaps. And for the last time, Peggy has had enough. She says, I don't want to deal with you anymore. And then Tess is like, at least I have you, Ella. And Ella's like, I'm sorry, but your lip gloss is so not glossy anymore. And I think that perfectly encapsulates what's wrong with Tess. She might be beautiful and have a great exterior, but the gloss, what makes her special, it's just not glossy anymore because she's ruined it with her terrible personality. That's so on the nose. And who would have thought Ella with the, with the revelation of the film? With the metaphor of the film. Yes, we stand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But can we talk about the final jam in general? Yes. Because when Tess and uh, Mitchie talk about the final jam earlier in the movie, Tess is like, there's going to be so many people there. The final jam at most had 30 people in the audience and two of them were her parents. Like, where were all the campers? Like, why was the, the room where they performed the final jam so tiny? Like, you could see the back of the room. It was a barnyard. It was a barnyard, but, like, it would have been way more impactful if they did, like, a band shell. You know, yeah. this always frustrated me from the beginning of the, um, from the first time I saw it, I was like, there's only, like, they didn't do a good job with staging. Like, yeah. the set design in the other scenes, like, in the actual, like, camp rooms was pretty, um, pretty legit in the mess hall it looked like a camp mess hall but that final jam set made no logical sense yeah i feel like it would be a full camp thing they would like line the bleachers not bleachers but like the campfire it should have been where the campfire was like yeah, campfire yeah. jam was i feel like that and they could have packed that area more but... yeah it just didn't make any sense for like with the concept they were delivering but they like, needed the earlier, trampolines yeah they needed trampolines like um it, earlier in the movie, um, Nate mentions that the press is going to be at the final jam. Where was the press going to sit? There were only three rows, and all, all the rows only had five people in them. These are the questions that we need the answers to. Yeah, this, this made me angry a long time ago, and I'm still angry about it now. It just reinvigorated that anger. And you watched this twice, so it And I watched double. it twice. I didn't like the fact that um, the final jam was hyped up yeah. as this amazing thing. When in reality, it was not. Well, I'm assuming all the campers were backstage throughout. Um, and that, like, maybe gives us some explanation. But at the same time, yeah. like, I, if I was a camper, I'd want to see my fellow campers. That's, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But anyways, we start with Hasta La Vista. Um, a classic which, group ensemble number. Yes. Great outfits. Of the trampolines. I thought the trampoline choreography was very inspired. I liked it a lot, considering there was a lot of break dancing without um, any other props throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was, uh, it's a really fun scene. It's a great song. Um, I'm glad that Ella gets to perform with this group of people. Even I wish though Caitlin she's, was there. I wish Lola was there too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Like if that Do you think Caitlin won, produced this? Probably. That, that's her contribution? I think so, because Caitlin doesn't seem to be a performer. She likes to yeah. make songs for the camp rock rockers, but she's not really like a stage presence. And so it's very like her. produced, like with the mixes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a very convoluted song, but it's probably like one of the most fun numbers throughout yeah. the film. That's definitely one that I remembered. Like um, if we look at this, there are some songs that I completely forgot about, but that was definitely not one. Yeah, no. Asta La Vista is a legendary number. Yes. Um, H A S T A. Lavista. It's very cute. Love to yeah. see it. Just mad that Lola has no role. Um, Truly. Then the It Girls, aka Just Tess, performs, and the mom shows up. T J Tyler, 
sits in the audience and Tess is like, oh my God. But then she gets a call near the end of the performance and Tess just like trips over herself and freezes and panics and runs and cries in the corner. Yeah, so she was doing great. Two, um, the song is Two Stars Are Brighter yes. Than One. Um, she's doing this great mirror choreography, yeah. which genuinely makes me think, where would um, the backup singers go? In that where situation? was the budget? Yeah. yeah, like, did they have, like, a stand where they were going to be on the side? Um, yeah, it looks like um, Tess is very surprised that her mom even showed up. But the yeah. fact that her mom had her cell phone ringer on I don't know. Like that whole scene kind of upset me yeah. because Tess freaks out, completely freezes, and then runs in the corner and cries. And we never see from the mom. And we never see from the mom again. And yeah. Tess, as we all know, she performs in the final number of the show, leading the audience to believe that the conflict was solved. But no, like the last scene we see from Tess, besides her apologizing, is her crying. Yeah. So it's a really quick turnaround. I feel like we didn't get enough closure from Tess. Like, even if she was the villain, like, I feel like we saw that she had a reason for her, like, desire. Like, yeah. if we saw her character. Like, the bully arc, yeah. is usually someone who is being bullied in real life. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, but, yeah, so we take a pause on her. But, yeah, the mom couldn't at least turn off the ringer. Also, like... I feel like she can be a mom too. She doesn't have to be on concert duty all the time. Like, especially if she's like flew out there, she could be like, listen, like to my producer, like I will take your call as soon as I can, but like I'm at my daughter's concert and I like made a commitment to being here tonight. Yeah, it really upset me that the mom thought it was appropriate to do that in such a small confined area where there were very few other people. Yeah, it's not like Tess wouldn't notice. Yeah, no, Tess absolutely noticed, but she should have been a more of a professional than having freaked out and run off stage. Yeah. She's probably a 16-year-old girl. She can get it together. Yeah. I feel like she probably also didn't expect the mom to be there. So then when she got there and she like kind of, that kind of let her guard down a little bit, but at the same yeah. time, like, yeah. Um, do you remember if there's closure on the mom storyline in the second movie or no? I do not recall. Does she switch camps? Is that part of the story? I would. I don't want to bring misinformation, but if we want to do Camp Rock too, baby, I'm all ears. Okay, we're gonna do it for sure. We'll just, it's just not a question of when, if, but when. When. Yes. So hey, I'm unemployed. Get... That's why I could watch Camp Rock two times today. Me. Um, but then uh, we get a final last minute sign up from Margaret, aka Margaret Peggy. Dupree. Yes. And everyone's like, "Who is Margaret?" And then Peggy's <laughs> like, "I am Margaret." Yes. And this song, this was my favorite song on Disney Sing It, Disney Channel Sing It. Um, Here I Am is such a good song. It's a song yeah. about, um, you know, being in front. Yes, and it's very, it does have like a lot of the teenage lyrics, but at the same time, it's very like powerful. And like, I feel like it rings true even today. You want to hear something crazy? What? The girl who plays Peggy, I found doesn't this out sing today, it. doesn't sing it. I found that out today. I was like, what? It but she really sings in Camp Rock, too. Good for her. I know Jasmine Richards, like, really isn't doing anything these days. So finding out she didn't even sing the song, I'm like, damn, she's not even getting, like, the Spotify royalties. Breaks her heart. She should, just for the fact that she had to act. Um, act it out. Um, yeah. I think she, she played the guitar? No way. No. Yeah. But I do think that um, the fact that throughout that scene they kept doing flashbacks, like, just seeing jasmine or uh margaret dupree peggy on her own would have been boring so yeah i like the flashbacks but like cinematically like it made yeah. no sense were the, do you think that 
I don't remember if they were actually scenes that we saw and then they just re- replayed them or do you think they were just to add her story? I that- think they were just like moments of like um, Peggy being upset yeah. that um, Tess was being rude. I know they were in the, um, it was one of them was when they were performing Too Cool in the beginning because they yeah. were all wearing velour tracksuits. <laughs> and I like, of course, remembered that because I was like, oh, I want um, Ella's because there's cherries all over it. Yeah. My theory is that was extra footage they shot that they had to cut out and then they just used it in the flashback. Hey, either way, I mean, they probably did a lot of filming for um, those little side scenes. So might as well. Yeah. So Tess then apologizes to Peggy and Ella and says, Peggy, you were great. Um, And they don't even say anything back. They're just like, bye. Yeah, Um, they were just like, we've dealt with enough trauma from you. Yeah. And then three connect or connect three. Um, goes to de- deliberate in the back of the room. They don't even leave. They just go to the back of the room. And then Mitchie is like, Mitchie and Caitlin are like, we're going to perform. Right Crows is like, I'm glad you caught onto my loophole. I'm yeah. Like, so after, loophole. yeah, after Peggy gets off stage, um, Brown announces, this is the end of Final Jam. This is the end, the end, the end. And then Mitchie goes, I knew it. She's like, I, it's time for me to perform, baby. Caitlin, poor Caitlin, has to stand in the wings and watch her friend sing her little heart out on stage. But yeah. hey, Demi Lovato listened to the instructions, so she gets her moment. Yeah. But she's This is saying, like the climax of the movie, though. Yeah. This is me. Also, yeah. I legit got goosebumps, especially when Joe Jonas. Like, I, singing. I got goosebumps when they start duetting. It's beautiful. Um, that was... That was amazing i love it and i love the mashup and that it flows so well together but they obviously they obviously did that intentionally the writing crew but whatever yeah when they when they go i need to find you i gotta find you. when it goes high like that yeah. oh it's just like oh the melody. Demi lovato got them pipes yeah she really does serve she's never re- respected as a singer i feel like like obviously she has great music but i feel like she has incredible voice of course, I listened to a lot of her um, her new stuff recently, and yeah. she can she has like range for miles and miles yeah. and days. Yeah, no, I love her when she does like runs. That's always fantastic. Yeah, she's definitely grown into her voice because yeah. you can hear when she's like belting and they're filming the scenes like, on the spot. It's a little little pitchy, but now yeah. she's a lot more like mature. But it's there, like you can hear, especially when she like hits those lower tone lower register but like high notes yeah, like because she can like range. go low yeah um, so we love Timmy about his voice and then it ends and brown's like okay oh peggy wins final jam obviously 100 percent winner um and then final jam session brown's like let's it's time for the best part of the song uh final jam session the final jam jam um and before we do that, uh, Connie and her husband um, say that they're proud of Mitchie. And Mitchie was like, thank you for the best summer ever. Um, Did we announce who wins the final jam? Yeah, Peggy. Okay, okay. I, I missed that mentally. Sorry. My internet has been weird all recording. So who knows if it cut out. So um, Peggy wins. She gets a song with Connect 3. And then it's time for the, yeah. for the, the, the final jam jam. What's it called? Yeah, final jam jam session. I feel like they could have workshopped that. Yeah. All the other jams were fun, but... Yeah, yeah. Pajama Jam, Opening That's Jam. That's my favorite. Yeah. Pajama peanut Butter jam. and Jam. Ooh. Peanut Butter and Jelly Jam. Period. 
Yeah, the um, fact that the the last little We Rock dance all choreographed, very cute. Yeah. Um, I like that little moment. Um, I don't know why um, Demi got to, you know, practice the choreography beforehand if she was, you know, excluded from Final Jam activities. But she was only excluded the day of. She was excluded five days before. Was she? They do the, they do the countdown five days before I thought that Final was before. Jam. I thought it was the day of that she gets banned. No, she gets banned five days before. You might be right. Because mm-hmm. then they find out, they find a plan and then they plan what they're going to do for those last five days. That's how she comes up with the, the this is me. I thought that was the day of, all happening the day of, but you might be right. Um, yeah. But anyways, so we got to the end of the movie. Um, Demi had her little solo in that too. Um, but do you want to go to questions or do you want to get final thoughts on the movie first? Um, we, can do, we can get into questions. Final thoughts we can do at the end. Um, okay. So, questions. From the Instagram page. You can follow us at Brazil Dragon Pod on Instagram. So, Kath underscore mask asks, who is the best musician at the camp and why? Oh my goodness. That's such a difficult question considering that um, some of the people that I think would be the most talented um, are, are fiercely underrepresented. Um, I was going to say, like, out of the main group of people, I do think that Mitchie has the strongest voice. Agreed. But um, I do think that there's other people at the camp that are more versatile characters um, yeah. that have more um, skills under their belt. Like, I don't think Mitchie's can, a dancer. Yeah, she's not a dancer at all, where you have, like, Rashawn Fagan's character, who clearly shows that he can sing, dance, act, rap, etc. But for the intents of the movie, I do think that um, Mitchie has the strongest voice even over Margaret Dupree um, and whoever is singing that song for her. Yeah. Um, I, I think Lola's in the conversation, even though she's very underrepresented too. Yeah. Does Lola play any instruments? Hmm. Because Demi question. Lovato, Mitchie in the movie, plays piano and guitar. So. That is a fact. Big fact. Um, so I think Mitchie is definitely the clear winner. But in terms of the lower characters, I think Lola is up there. And I think Rashawn Fagan is up there. Yeah. Um, and Peggy as well. Peggy is one of the one of the t- top people up there. Okay, next question. I'm glad we have you for here, Andrea Rios. Can you talk about the current camp rock TikTok trend? Oh my gosh! Um, so there's this trend um, where uh, you know the scene in the movie where um, it's the pajama jam and Caitlin is playing on her MacBook and she goes, "This is for my camp rock rockers," and she starts playing and then you hear Mitchie go, "She's really good." So a lot of the trends will be like um, me, a nursing major, my friend, blackout drunk. And they're like, what should I do? And she's like, eat some bread and like drink some water. And then Demi Lovato's character will go, wow, she's really good. Like that was just the first example I can think of. But um, yeah, like I'm a poli-sci major, for example. So if someone came up to me in the bar and was like, what do you feel about democracy? And I'll be like, it's important. And they'll be like, wow, she's really good. We love it. So should the Brazilian dragon make a TikTok page? So the thing about TikTok is that um, you'd have to make content that's relevant to the podcast rather than putting clips of the podcast being recorded on it. No, yeah. But if I did a TikTok, the Camp Rock TikTok meme. If you were doing the Camp Rock TikTok, maybe it would be like um, us discussing the fact that we know um, information about the movie, like about how we both knew that um, Peggy doesn't actually sing that song, and it would be our listeners being like, wow, she's really good. 
Okay. You heard it here first. That's a possibility a of possibility. The social media future of the Brazilian dragon. Yeah, you have to branch out onto all platforms. You got to get yes. that at before it's taken. For sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question from Jared Carls. What is the best song and why is it too cool? Too cool is a top three song for me. Um, if I'm really thinking about it, I think the this is the this is me into um, gotta find you gotta find you is top three as well. Um, what it takes is good. I think too cool is top two top one song. See, I disagree heavily. It's really I think good. this is me gotta find you is obviously up there. Um, but I love here I am, and I love playing my music. So that okay, would be okay. top three. Maybe here I am rounds out my top three. Yeah. Yeah, because two stars like doesn't go that hard. Yeah. Like too cool out of all of Tess Thompson's uh, Tess Tyler's songs, too cool is like the one that I'm like shaking my ass to, you know. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more of a Bob. Didn't she sing the Pinocchio song also for the Pinocchio re-release? Um, um, I cannot confirm or deny that, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you remember that they would always like have a Disney Channel star? Redo it. My favorite yep. was Emily Onsman's uh, Once Upon a Dream. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, okay, next question. Audrey Sizemore, the lovely Audrey Sizemore, says, why wasn't Super Jonas fan Audrey asked to be a second co-host? <laughs> because <laughs> they, they have a whole show called Jonas. That's what you're here for. Yes, Audrey, we have plans for you. Please, don't disrespect me like that. Um, speaking of Angel Cardamone asks, thoughts on the Disney TV show Jonas? Okay, so if you watch, anyone watches Vanderpump Rules, um, there's a scene where they're singing a song about how they're in love with the pizza girl. And the pizza girl is Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. That's like the person that plays her, like pre-nose job. The show Jonas was very forgetful. I do think that Chelsea Kane carried that show on her back. But and she's that, the only one who went on to do stuff after Jonas besides like in the acting realm. She was really good on Dancing with the Stars too. I know her best from Baby Daddy. Baby Daddy was a great time and underrated show. No, it was a six-season TV show on ABC Family. Um, Definitely deserved. It should not have ended when it ended. I feel like we needed another season. Justice for Chelsea Cain. Yes. Well, Chelsea Staub now. Chelsea Staub? I thought she was Chelsea Staub and then she became Chelsea Cain. Did she get the You might be right. I thought... It's either one or the other. I don't remember. It's one or the other, but hey... Hey, she's really good if you got that right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oh yeah, some Jonas, the lift to party is a bop. I'm sorry. That the theme song? Oh, okay, off. okay. I didn't know that was the name of the theme song. Yeah. Uh also, uh definitely a little problematic if if you listen to the lyrics closely from what I remember, but it's a bop. <sighs> Okay, it's a bop. I mean, that's how I feel when I go back and listen to Big Time Rush songs. I'm like, wow, these lyrics were ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and our final question from the Instagram, Angel also asks, which Jobro has the best haircut in this movie? And I'm just going to add, add on to that. Let's rank them, the haircuts. Okay. So Nick in this movie, not only does he display his great vocals, like his backup vocals in Play My Music are what make that song so dynamic because you have like the... Yeah. The Joe is like nice and soft and quiet. Like not soft and quiet. Joe has like the more like um, full voice where yeah. Nick does like a lot of like the higher carts, like the higher keys. Yeah. I do think that Nick has the best haircut followed by Joe, then Kevin. Kevin, Kevin has the worst like haircut sheep, by far. He looks like a sheepdog with an ugly scarf. It's the they only time Kevin had straight hair, right? 
Yeah, and we should never let it happen again. He looked like Shane Dawson in 2009. I'm deceased at that reference. Disturbed. It's disturbing. But that's definitively the ranking. And in terms of hotness as well. Yes. Um, I always was a Nick girl. And nowadays, are you still a Nick girl one, Joe girl two? Yeah, no, Kevin is a Trump supporter, so we we can't support him. Are they all? No, just Kevin, but it's because Kevin was on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, when I watched Donald that season. Trump used to host it. But he fired him early for no reason. Like, yeah. okay, Kevin Jonas they, was robbed yeah. that season. Yeah, but. no, sorry to ruin Kevin Jonas for the audience. But it's okay. He was like the most irrelevant of the three. Yeah, no. With, the, with that haircut, it goes, it goes. Give me a break. It goes, sometimes it even goes Frankie above Kevin. God, imagine going your whole life being known as the bonus Jonas. Like, not even being on the same there's level a, as your siblings. Second one now, though, right? There's another Jonas Brothers? I think there's I, five. There might be. No, there can't be a sister, right? I think it's a little, little brother. That would be crazy. What do you think his name is? I don't know, Nate, something like Jason. generic. Like David. Shane. Shane Jonas. <laughs> they named him after Shane Gray. Felipe Jonas. How dare you? I would be the only Jonas brother. You wouldn't even be the bonus Jonas. You would be the you would be the fourth Jonas brother. Yes. Put some respect on your name. Thank you. Um, so now we go MVP, LVP, and um, where would you rank this movie then and now? Okay, so the MVP of this movie. As much as I want to say Connie Torres, I do believe that this movie is carried on the back of um tess tyler and her performance as um tess tyler oh that was that was a very hard word um it's okay i can bleep it okay um i can rephrase that i do believe that this movie was carried on the back of tess tyler i think that if she wasn't so ridiculous and so awful that mitchie wouldn't be in half the situations she was in um as much as mitchie is like an overall talented person um the fact that someone who clearly um has like a wavering self-esteem can just like lose all of it at the sight of one person is iconic and something I strive to achieve in my own life. So MVP yes. Tess Tyler. Um, on a similar vein, I almost said Connie as well. I really wanted to say Connie. You can't do uh, that. That's unfair. kind of convinced me um, to like put her higher, but since you didn't give her to her, but my gut reaction when I asked this question was either Peggy or, um, Caitlin, but I'm like, Peggy doesn't have a big enough role for this. You're going to say Caitlin was the MVP of this movie. Me, I'm biased because Caitlin Glacken, but I don't know. Uh, oh, no, now she has to be my least favorite character. Uh, uh, and I don't want to be mean, but I was kind of leaning towards putting her as my least valuable. Okay. I don't know. Something just jumped out of me, put, put her memorable, most valuable, but you're making me reconsider. Um, I'll say Brown, even though he was rude at the end. I mean, he was the uncle of Connect 3. He made me laugh the most. I didn't yeah. expect to laugh as much from him as I did. And he's like British. What's yeah. Like, how can you go wrong with that? Yeah. Actually, no. Never mind. I'm giving it to Connie. You changed my mind. Connie okay. Torres. Yeah, we Connie, Connie was Torres. supportive throughout the movie. Connie, I think we had different philosophies on this question. We did, yes. But LVP, I think we can agree that the LVP is not going to be as hard. Yeah, I was going to say Caitlyn at first because I didn't understand where she was coming from as a character. But in the yeah. end, she, like, helps Mitchie achieve her dreams. Least valuable player. Um, 
this is tough. I'm like going through the Rolodex in my head. Um, maybe I was like, maybe it was Shane Gray. What is yeah, the add I, I to the movie? There's no flavor. Yeah, I can get behind that. He has to work at the summer camp. He misses his first day of classes. He's not very good at what he's teaching. And he falls in love with an underage girl. I think we cracked the code. I can co-sign that. The only other person that I was considering was, it just escaped me because it was, oh, the writers for disrespecting Lola. <laughs> so I'm not going to give it to Yeah, no. Tell Julie Brown to knock it off. Yeah. So Shane Gray and the writers and Julie yeah. Brown, LVPs. Okay, um, so, and how this movie holds up is the next question. Uh, how would you have rated this when you first watched it out of one to five? And then how would you rate it now? Okay, so I was always a high school musical girl, but I love Camp Rock. Camp Rock was always my second favorite, so I can't give it the five out of five when I first watched it. I'll give it four out of five on my first watch. And now as a grown adult, I can really, I can't give it more than three. Okay. Yeah, See, I, I understand love... that the dialogue is it caters to a certain audience. Like the level of humor really is directed towards like tweens, kids about to graduate elementary school. Um, you know, mostly tweens and young teens. So watching it now, I realize there's not a lot of complexity, but um, I should just appreciate it for what it is. And there's good messaging there, so I can't be too upset. Yeah. So I love that the guests always give it a much harsher grade than I do because maybe I'm just like confined to the fact that i'm watching all of these so i'm reviewing all the tapes yeah so maybe there's like stuff that i expect to be lower and stuff to be higher and we've only done some good movies recently so i feel like i would have given camp rock a five back in the day just because of the special place it holds in my heart because it kind of introduced me to the disney channel mm -hmm. that area that era but i think now it's a hundred times better than get a clue um I think it's on the same level as Lemonade Mouth and Halloween Town. So with that, I'll give it a 4.5. I think I'm saving the five for High School Musical. I mean, we will talk about it. I want to do a trilogy watch of High School Musical soon. So whenever you're about to drop that podcast, let me know. Because I'll be there with you. I'm going okay. to do the whole, the whole three. Okay, but we have to finish Camp Rock before we go into High School Musical. Of course, of course. Let's just get rid of the sequel out of the well, way. Well, I wasn't... No, this is just something I'm going to do in my spare time. Oh, I have okay. nothing else going on. I can't comment on three High School Musical movies. The audience will have me burned at the stake. I disagree. But if your opinion is like that, then I don't know if I can convince you because you are a self-independent woman. Yes, who... this movie inspired me. Um, yes. I'm going to start my own podcast at the end of The Brazilian Dragon. At the oh, end. No. But how am I going to get a great guest like Nicole Horn back here if she's no. competing against me? No, no, I could never. But okay. I was just making a, making a jab to the, the end of Final Jam. Yes. Um, the Final Jam, too. The Final Jam Jam with yes. Arissa Cox starring Big Brother host, Big Brother Canada host. Yes, queen. Julie Chen wishes, though. Julie Chen wishes she wishes. was her. Jeff Probst wishes she was her. Period. He was her. Sorry. Feminism. Literally, Arissa Cox, best reality TV host out there. Do not at me. I hope she does a sequester soon. I think that would be fun. That would be fun. And do you want to know who my take for the worst reality TV host is? Who, TJ from The Challenge? Yes. Absolutely. Period. Period. <laughs> Allie Lasher. So obnoxious. Look at that. I'm already catching on. Claps. This might okay. be my first season of The Challenge, but I'd be knowing. I'd be knowing everything. Knowing. We've yes. been new. That TJ is the new. worst host. Every time they say 
you have to do this, get the Red Skull for TJ's final. I go, where does TJ get off thinking that this is his final? TJ, when he yelled at people for quitting the cold thing, when he wouldn't even have gotten into that tub? Period. Yeah, people were losing their fingers and toes. TJ, this TJ man literally went into, like, had a stroke. Or what, yeah. what happened to Nelson? Nelson Frostbite? Something like, he, like... He almost got like, medevaced. Yeah, he, like, almost died. So, yeah. shut up, TJ. Anyways, do you have any final thoughts on Camp Rock? Just that I was happy to have an exper- um, happy to have the opportunity to go back and experience Camp Rock through, you know, a new, fresh perspective. Um, yes. Growing up, I was very into music and the arts. I was in band in high school for four years. What instrument? Clarinet. Um, yeah, I was basically Squidward. And so it was just nice to, you know, revisit a movie that brought me a lot of joy in my childhood. Um, yes. The songs definitely hold up. Some of the acting really didn't, but I yeah. had fun watching it. The teen vibes held up, though. It was very teenage. Like, yeah. It felt authentic. Yeah, especially, uh, like, the way that they, like, designed the movie. Everything besides the final jam, I just thought was really impeccably yeah, done. Yeah, I wanted to go to Camp Rock. Yeah, me too. I, what, yeah. what talent did I have? I was just like, doing the, the high school musical dances in my room, really thinking yeah. that I could break dance with Rashawn Fagan. Uh, should we talk about Shake It Up sometime? I love Zendaya, so any day of the week we can talk about Shake It Up. I would jump in front of many moving trucks for Zendaya. I think we all would. Yes. Um, just to go back to Squidward, I feel like we should give a Brazilian fun fact since this is the Brazilian dragon. Squidward in Portuguese, repeat after me, is Bula Balusca. Bula Balusca. That's how you say Squidward in Portuguese. That's and that's my fun be, fact. If, if I get on Survivor, I'm going to make that Merge Merch tribe. Bula Balusca. See, if I, if I get on Survivor, my merch tribe is going to be Demika. But I say Demika, but it would be Demika for Demetri Fanaika. Because of Demetrius and Ica. Yeah, and I'd be like, it means star in Swahili or something. Oh my god. It's like it means harmony in Fijian. Yes. Demika. But yeah. I love it. Bulabaluska and Demika. Yeah. First tribes be... coming at you 43 and 44. <laughs> Period. Oh my gosh. See you out there on the island. Yes. Any plugs for you? Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever um, you want to plug. Everything across the board, um, twitter.com, behind the secret, TikTok, behind the secret. My name's Nicole. Um, I have a sneezy face next to everything on social media, so you know it's me. Because I have seasonal allergies. Yes. Um, Nicole is also on a recent episode of Robin Akivanita podcast. She was a star. So if you are not a fan, I definitely recommend that mess of a podcast. That episode was a mess. But the it was a great mess. That that was my podcast debut was Robin Akiva Need a Podcast Family Feud. And I was on Akiva's family. Like what it like, I felt like a make-a-wish kid the whole time. I was like, who, who, who cast me for this? Yes. But you made it big. You'd be like, hey, look, Ma, I made it. I've been on two podcasts. Yes. Take this that. Is obviously, your breakout role. That was, was like... That was your stepping stone to greatness, but this is going to be like what really takes you off into Hollywood. Period. Oh my goodness. I'm going to see my Twitter followers skyrocket. Yes. You better. If you don't, I will speak to manager. You will get a bunch of bots and have them follow me. Yes. And we will call them the Shea Grays. (laughs) The Gray Um, Army. The Gray Army. Connect three stands. What would they be called? Um, The Connections. (laughs) Misconnections. The Misconnections. (laughs) 
Um, anyways, you can follow the Brazilian Dragon on Instagram and Twitter at Brazil Dragon Pod. You can email us at braziladragonpod at gmail.com. Um, don't take my TikTok handle. I'm about to snag that up. Would Nicole, never do, you, do that. Do you want to run the TikTok or no? Um, or I don't. You have to help me with uh, what's it called? With like conceptual ideas. Okay. Because you need to teach me how to make a TikTok. Today I learned the countdown challenge dance. Oh, uh, I love that one. Whoa, clap, right, left, right dab, left dab. You're whoa. That's more than I know. I follow, there's this girl who teaches it that I followed on TikTok. See, you're uh, going to blow up before we know it. Yes, but I don't know how to make the videos. That's the one oh, issue. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll work, work on it. it. But with that being said, thank you for tuning into this mega podcast. Nicole broke the record. You've been here for like almost two hours. I know and we have a few oop. internet issues along the way that I'll need to fix in the editing. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for walking down the memory lane of Camp Rock. Um, and now let's go listen to Who Will I Be? So we rock the album on Spotify. And thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. Oh, thanks for having me. Bye, everyone. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bring your hands up.